Welcome to that America Football Show powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your America football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. Um, and so we're back. You guys told us that you like our power rankings. Um, obviously, there's not too many people covering it right now. So we've got the benefit of being some of the most well informed people. Um, but yeah, so Joe and I are back, uh, update you with the happenings of the uh, ELF and our insights. Um, big shout out to Tim, who was at the Barcelona Centurions game, which looked to be game of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, picked a good one. I mean, he showed us the videos of the tailgate and the, all the wine and beer he was drinking. It looked like an absolute party over there. Yeah, it looked really good. I'm jealous. I mean, that's the first time that someone from TAFS has gone to an ELF game. We've been covering this for over a year now. So it's nice for, I mean, last year was obviously very difficult. Uh, this year, Tim has managed to get himself out there. But yeah, what a game to pick. It was when when you got it at the beginning of the season, we knew that this game last year was good, but yeah. teams have changed. We thought, oh, I don't know how it's going to go this season. Like, Where are these two teams going to be? And yeah, what a game to pick. And it's such a good game. Such a good game. And it just panned out exactly how it you know when you have those games where you think, oh, it's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be top notch, and then sometimes it can just yeah. fall flat. But that did definitely did not happen with the Century yeah. Dragons game. I'll tell you what, with the ELF, most games that have got a big expectation usually live up to it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like the championship game last year as well was one of those, which was brilliant. brilliant. The kickoff brilliant. game was great as well. Yep. Yeah, it all, it's all, it's, it's all been done. Games have all been really good. I mean, speaking of big crowds, um, I mean, all, all of them look good. Every single week, I, it looks like a, a more positive and positive things are happening because the, the crowds feel bigger. It's really annoying because every game I watch, they, the camera shows the sunny side, which is always dead. Yeah, but the crowd's always behind the cameras because, like, we saw Tim's videos and everything, and like, occasionally it would pan to them, and everyone's bouncing. But the, the camera work does make it look a lot more dead. But if you saw that fire game, yes, holy moly! Shout out to all. I mean, I, th- I think it broke the record for ELF attendance, which yeah. was by the I think it was the Fire Galaxy game in week one. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think- fire broke again against the Rams of all teams. Yeah, and it was bouncing in there. Exactly. And it's against the Rams. No disrespect to the Rams, but, you know, they're a Turkish team when it comes to sort of brand and being well-known across Europe. They probably are the least well-known team in this competition in mainland Europe. So if we're getting records broken for that, yes, it was the first fire game. But when the Galaxy come later on in the season, you expect those games to smash the record at the park. I think it was just just under 8,000, yes. I believe. Yeah. 7.8, 7.9 or something. But yeah. Just- like, if the attendance keeps going, going, that's a great baseline to have for fans. Like, sure. there's, a, there's a big atmosphere. Exactly that. Yeah, and that's what that's what happens when you bring a big franchise like the Fire back into the back into the game. And I, I'm pretty sure there's been a heat wave across the entirety of Europe. <laughs> yes. Like, there there was some hot hot looking games. <laughs> yeah, especially like the the Barcelona one as well. You saw Zach, a boy from uh, Minnesota, who doesn't see the sun too much. And he was just getting, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was stuck in the heat. I mean, I'm, I'm not jealous of the Raiders having to wear black. Yeah, that was tough. And it was really hot as well. Yeah, in yeah the thunder, thunder snuck away with a white away kit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you play. Yeah, especially, that's the thing. The Thunder kits are so nice. But when you've got to play in the white when it's that hot. 
Um, but I mean, before we get into anything, Joe, what's what stood out to you this week most of all? Uh, what stood out most to me this week is that I don't think that the first two weeks are something to live and die by. I think a lot of teams are starting to improve. We we shouldn't write off every single team. I think there's a couple that we can say are going to have a losing record this year, but a lot of teams are still answering these questions week by week by week. For example, the Frankfurt Galaxy seem to, I know they played a weakened Panthers team, but they seem to be answering a few things. The Ryan Fire, there was some question marks about just how good they were. And I think they're starting to show, hold on, these guys are a top, top, contender the clone centurions we didn't know are these guys just an offense just pure offense do, do they have the what it takes to compete against the big boys they showed this weekend that they do have that so yeah. we, we're starting to learn a lot more about these teams and that that's the, and the thing for me is even though we had a few sort of like heavy defeats and heavy wins this week i still feel the league is is extremely competitive yeah yeah, the the, t- the the top feels crowded. Yes, which is sure. which is a fun way of looking at it because, like, I think you and me maybe both have like whether it's a fan, like just our homer favourites or a clear like per- personal favourite. But I can't put any team above another that is like a clear front runner. Yes, for sure. For me, I've got I've got. F- three or four teams I, I think thought, yeah three, yeah I know I think we're, we're the same yeah we, I think we'll I think we'll find out when we go to the power rankings yeah uh, but that that middle ground is interesting it's really hard to put who where where yeah. everyone is because everyone's kind of beating each other yeah but there's there's still some teams that I think have so much potential that they haven't shown yet or they haven't got the results for the actual and the results and the performances of what they've got on paper yeah yeah, it's yeah. The I think our power rankings are going to be more accurate this time, but they're also going to make less sense just because <laughs> they don't look right on a list. Yes, exactly that. Might, yeah, I think that's what it's going to go like. And so, bit of news. Um, this is all old news that we didn't get to speak about last week because uh, we we record this so early. But um, ELF baller Carlos Browns joins the Galaxy. Uh, I mean. They, they got a win this week. We'll talk about that more because, as you said, the Panthers were understaffed, uh, which leads to the next bit of news. They were deemed out this week, unsure about next week, with Justice Hansen and William Lloyd, um, who's essentially the defensive captain as well. So the, the Panthers are without their offensive and defensive leaders. So that is why their result was so askew. But I, I'm not sure if they're going to be back. I know you mentioned... Um, Gauthier for the Galaxy is unclear. <laughs> yeah, Gauthier, there's there's rumours going around that he's out for the season with a knee injury, which obviously would be devastating for, for him he's and the Galaxy. Uh, that, is, that is unconfirmed, as I said at the time being, that is just rumours, but yeah, the, the side of that does become true, and it's it does seem to be the Galaxy that are getting hit by all these things. However, yeah. When you are a team like the Galaxy and you're the reigning champs, you do have a lot of pulling power, being able to get players in uh, from elsewhere. It feels very much like the Ravens in the NFL. Like they have, they've been top a top team for two, three years, then they were just ruined by injuries. Yeah, exactly that. 
Uh, that's kind of, sometimes you just it's just the injury bug isn't it you just have this oh, bad luck got to deal with it and i mean coach k is great i, I have no doubt yeah. he's going to keep the team steady on for sure and you know you you are going to get these challenges when you play at a high level of sport injuries do happen sadly and some people you know it depends how you react that's how do you go oh excuse you know you could use it as excuse and just not try and go look we're missing all our best players or you go look this is a crap situation, but we're going to make the best out of this. We're going to give 100%. And I think that's this week the Galaxy showed that that's their mentality. I mean, and they're getting Carlos Browns, who was like the third overall exactly. pick. Or first or third? Yeah, overall. he was top five for sure. I can't remember the exact number. I mean, he's, if you haven't seen the episode, it was last season. I do recommend you can listen because he's, he's a really interesting guy. Big Latvian, like JJ Watt kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's going to make a huge impact because, like, obviously, was it the Galaxy who lost Van Beck? Was that the Ham- that was Hamburg, wasn't it? That was Hamburg. Yeah, they lost them. So the, the Galaxy defense was very intimidating last year. It's maybe taken a bit of a notch back, but and in Carlos, that's going to be pretty pretty epic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, and, and I don't think there's any other breaking news uh, this week so far. No, nothing, nothing too major as of yet. I just think it's. Yeah, I think I won my prediction game. I'm in the Reddit. I'm in that prediction league. I think I won that. Which I'm oh, you in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was. I I'd gone naught one and one. So I think I'm ones all across the board. Triple Nelson for me. So I take yeah. it. But not that anyone cares apart from me. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've seen that thing on Reddit as well. The Reddit. If you, if you don't, if you if you use Reddit and you like PLF, you don't use it too. The subreddit's probably the most active place. That people mm-hmm. talk about the ELF, so it is a good place to be on. Um, like me and Joe participate in it, Tim's on there, and all the videos go on there as well. Um, but I mean, let's just get into the game. So Saturday kickoff, um, what was it, four o'clock or something? Um, it's a bit of a shame they had these scheduled together because it was two games I think we both wanted to watch. Mm. Um, you started with you, you did the whole Barcelona clone, I started with Hamburg Kings and then moved over uh, due to streaming difficulties <laughs> um but i mean two completely different games uh barcelona squeeze past clone 34 32 just an unbelievable offensive game uh, and then the reverse hamburg beat the kings 14 nil it was nil nil and a half and um, the, the hamburg only just squeezed on two extra touchdowns in the second half and it was pretty much a lot of it on glenn tunga <laughs> Yeah, but both offenses they occasionally have a big play. Like Gene Constant had a really good catch. Um, the Kings' offense was getting going, but just each team was forcing so many sacks and so many turnovers that no team could really just get to the red zone. And it was—I mean, I like a defensive game. Tim said it sounded boring, but like I love those games where it's just two defenses not letting the other quarterback mm-hmm. do anything. And then you look at Dragon Centurions. I mean. There was like a, a 70 yard touchdown immediately followed by a 70 yard touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two very different, two very different games. Um, what do you want? I'll, I'll start I'll start looking at the Centurions Dragons because that was like the okay. most. Like there was a few things I said. The atmosphere was amazing. Those Barcelona fans and Tim uh, made a hell of a noise. <laughs> they were just, they were brilliant. And it's a shame. It is kind of a shame that they're an hour outside of Barcelona, but at the same time, it's kind of like its own little place as well. It's kind of like this is the dragon's den and you're going to come in here. It's going to be loud. It's going to be tough. 
when Weinrich had that ball right at the end on the four, fourth and one, third and one, fourth yeah. and one, or whatever it was, uh, no, it probably wouldn't have been. I can't remember what the, what the yardage was, but it was loud. He would, you know, he would have been struggling to hear yeah. what was going on. And for like, I think it was like 3,000 people were there. It was a hell of a racket. It, it was brilliant. As you say, it was an offensive shootout. Both these teams for me are contenders. I know the, the Centurions <laughs> just, just about lost and the Centurions coach did say that their game plan is to win by one point. That that is that's what they care about. They couldn't care less how many points they give away as long as they give away. They've done that. They've they've been. I mean, obviously they didn't win this week, but every game they've won by maybe just under three points, and they were very close to taking the lead. Yeah, extremely close, extremely extremely close. I mean, Quinton Pounds is just a cheat code. I mean, it's just such a difference from last year when you you can just tell how injured he must have been. Like. Mandre, they had Mandre London and Quentin Pounds, and there's a very good chance Quentin Pounds will take the the MVP title off the back of Mandre. I think for right now we've had some amazing like performances so far, but Quentin Pounds is the best player in the league for me at the moment. Pound for pound, start playing a bit of defense. Yeah, exactly. That just shows it. That just shows how determined and how good this guy is. He's a monster. Yeah. Weinrich had what three four hundred thirty-three yards for four touchdowns, and all of them went to Quentin Pounds. It's just, it's, I mean, Weinreich and Edwards. I, I think you, you could also put Matt Adams in there from the fire. Yeah. And Sean Shelton and um, Erdman from the Vikings and Raiders, I think you can consider. But Edwards and Weinreich are the two top. Like, they just fire it downfield all day. Like, you showed, let's bring up those stats you sent us. Oh, well, these are like the quarterback ratings. These are the quarterback passing stats of all teams. Yeah. So, um, Jan Weinreich leads in yards per game at 381. He has the most touchdowns at 11 and the most interceptions at five. Yeah, that's tied yeah. with the Kings and Rams. But yeah, I think that just shows you how boom or bust he is. But he's going to win your games because he's just going to keep chucking it downfield to kind of pounds. Um, Zach Edwards isn't far behind with nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. Um, Jacob Sullivan for the Galaxy is the highest completion percentage. I think you could definitely see. Him being back on the Galaxy this week was really good. We'll discuss that. Yeah. But Matt Adam for the um, Fire has got the highest average yards per attempt and the highest rating. So he's a sneak candidate. But yeah, I mean, it's so fun watching the Centurions and Dragons offense because it's literally just hurl it downfield and try and find sweet or pounds. <laughs> exactly. And, and what I think in, in the sort of long-term things, one of these teams isn't going to be in the playoffs. I don't think. I think the fire are going to be one of those two teams to go through. And I think it is going to, I think weirdly enough, I think it's, I think that that NFL level top, top coaching from Tom Sula, we will get onto the fire later on. But for me, this, these, these games, the Centurions versus the Dragons, and even Centurions versus Fire and Fire versus Dragons next week, this is what's going to decide who misses out in playoffs because whoever yeah. comes third can't get in. Yeah, and it's that's so harsh because the South is such a good conference. Yeah, this we year. completely didn't expect that. We were like, "Oh, the South is no. going to fight for just getting into first, and it is." But it's so stacked. If I'm going to be totally honest, I thought the Dragons were probably going to win this with a record going eight and four, seven and five, possibly. But yeah, now I mean, it looks like you're going to have to fight. win ten. Yeah, you're probably going to have to win ten games to win this this conference. I mean, is- to give credit to the Centurions because the Dragons' defense is not easy to get past. And um, it's Brugnani. That's how you say his second name. The one I couldn't say. Last yes. 
he's a fantastic defensive back and he was covering Quentin Pounds well and they were still scoring. Like, he had a, a heck of a game. Yeah. But they still got past him. But it was him and Mazzaro, wasn't it? They double teamed him right at the end when Warwick threw, threw the ball deep and you saw Pounds. Even in double coverage, you thought, uh, you know, he's going to catch this ball and this is going to be it. And the Centurions are winning. But Mazzaro and Brugani together just managed to stop stop him, which was brilliant. And then that Fernandez. Fernandez, yeah. Fernandez with the big stop at the end. And, you know, me and you have been singing his praises since week one. People claiming that he should have been Defensive Rookie of the Year. No, Marcel Dabo won it. And, you know, he's now in the NFL. So I think that says yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. But Fernandez is just... He's tough. Just this defence. off the edge. Yeah. I've, I've not seen a defence where the ends get to swat so many passes so regularly. Hmm. Exactly that. And we talk about... And the Barcelona offence is so exciting. But this defence is going to win them big moments. Yes. And, and we saw that. And that was that was the difference. That That... That defense being able to make these plays was what won them the game. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they kept Hamburg to what twenty one points, and they're a, a pretty. I mean, they got Gene Constant and what's his name, Glenn. If you just look at Glenn Tunga running, yeah, yeah. And yet, uh, I need to touch on that game a bit more. Um, complete, yeah, complete de- defensive slugfest. The Kings were sacking Cisse all day. Um, so many turnovers. I think each team had interceptions and fumbles. Um. It's a shame because Jordan Barlow looked good. I think there was one touchdown that was called back, and their receivers looked good, but they just they just couldn't get like they got they, they got into the red zone so early, and they just never got back there again because the Hamburg defense was locking them down. But then the Hamburg offense, like th- there was a few bigger breaks, which is where and like towards the end, Tunga was starting to pound in. Yeah, so that was the exhaustion taking over, and like the, it's such a shame that the Kings are what zero and three now because. All their games are. I mean, this one. I mean, it's fourteen nil, but it was close. Yeah, they could. They could have won that game had they done a couple of things went their way. And that is the story. They could have won all of their three games so far, but they just haven't. I, I made a few notes to see Glenn. Obviously, I think he went over two hundred yards running again, and uh, that, that he is going to be so important to this Hamburg team going forward. Justin had a nice interception. Well, I thought I'd mention that to Justin because yeah. that was good. It was good to see him taking his helmet off, start screaming at the crowd. That boy loves to get hyped whenever he makes a big play. Uh, the, but the difference maker for me is that the Sea Devils had a running game that they could turn to and use to try and wear down the Kings' defense. The, the Kings, I think, I think their O line's a massive issue. They don't have a running game like at all, really. Jordan. It's, so the first two, Jordan Barlow in the first two games, nice and cool. Even under pressure, was kind of thinking, right, I've still picked these good throws. You know, he's now thrown five interceptions this season. They were the last two drives of last game and three this game. So it shows that it's only started recently coming to him. I, I don't think that O-line is supporting him enough. It's not supporting him. It's causing him to lose his call, throw a few throws that are just kind of... I need to get this ball away. I need to try and find someone. There's not much thought behind it. And I think the fact the offense is letting them down big time, because look at their, look at these defensive numbers, okay? I know it was a defensive slog and the Hamburg also did well defensively, but AJ Wentland, 17 tackles, one tackle for loss and two forced fumbles. Tavares, 10 tackles, one and a half sacks, one fumble recovery. Zetterberg, two and a half sacks and another tackle for loss. Bombeck got a sack and William James of safety got 14 tackles, one tackle for loss and a fumble recovery. They're crazy stats and you should hope that your offense can do enough to go and win that game. 
yeah. from doing that. And they, for me, they still have the best defence in the league purely because of just the monstrosity that they can cause up front. But you, the offence needs to start doing its part. And I think it just lies in that offensive line. I mean, that you never see a championship team with a bad offensive line. And I, that's what you saw with the Dragons last year. They had very much had... They had Quentin... Uh, not Quentin Pons, Gene Constant was at yeah. Edwards. But they were losing games because their O-line. Yeah. And I think that's what, what's happening to the, the Kings are doing the Dragons this year. They've got players. They've got really good players all over the pitch. But it's just the basics that aren't being done properly causing the offence to panic and just not play as well as it could. And it's a shame because it has this team has so much potential. But, I mean, Hamburg, Hamburg are a hard team to place right now on the power rankings. So I want to put them in the top, but they've also... They're, they're the bottom of the top. <laughs> or are they, are they the top of the second tier? I don't know. Yeah, the, I mean, there's a question mark below the QB play, isn't there? And I think that's a big... Yeah, Cissé has not done enough for me to like. He, I, I don't think Cissé is going to win you a game. No, no, we yet we yet to see any evidence supporting that fact that he can win you a game. And I think that's the only thing they do rely heavily on Glenn. And I think at the moment that's fine because he's clearly an absolute they've monster. Got, they've got I can't remember his his name. The number sixteen for the Hamburg opposite Gene Constant. I think it's called Fortes, Max Fortes or something. Yeah. Um, those two are fantastic receivers. Fortes is such a good returner, so is Gene Constant. But, like, Gene got a really good catch. It was, like, a classic sprint down the field and literally lays out, gets it to the fingertips. But he was also getting overthrown so much. And I'm like, ah, oh, you can't overthrow a receiver of that calibre. No, exactly. But that's how, the ha- that's how Hamburg have set their team up this year, where they want to use their imports. And you never know, with a defence that strong and a running game that good, they yeah. could... They, they, you, I, for me, they're my favourites. I, th- I think, fortunately for them, the other teams in their division aren't showing up at the moment. Yeah. So I would expect to see Hamburg in the playoffs. A long way to go, okay. uh, but they, they should be there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, let's move on to the Sunday games. Um, n- none of these were as close as the other ones, but I think a lot of them were close until late game. Yeah. Um, we'll just go over Viking surge because it's a shame that it was close. It was. It was within one score, I think, half, like right before halftime. Then Vikings yeah. put another point on right at the end. But like the surge kept it fairly close, and then the second half they just got blown out. And you, the surge shows signs like they, they put it so close to the Panthers last week, they nearly beat them. Yeah, but then they just got absolutely pummeled by a, a very granted a good team, like the, the Vikings quarterbacks, fantastic. Their, their whole team seems very well-rounded. Yeah. 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 I think this is the hardest game at the moment, I think, to go into Vienna and try and win the surge. have had a, a rotten start when it comes to who they've played because what this has been... So they... I mean, they did have the Panthers, who I think a lot of us have overestimated, if we're going to be generous there. But yeah, Dragons, Panthers, Vikings. It's not the... Not the easiest. And I, yeah, I don't know, they've got they've got a tough game next as well. Yeah, and I think people thought they were worse than they were when they got absolutely blown out by the Dragons. Yes. But now we're reading the Vikings have pretty much done exactly the same to them. Same, very similar scores. Yeah. The Surge are improving each week, I think. I do. I think they're getting better and better. I Yeah. I, I was watching the Surge game like, they're, they're not a bad team. No, not at all. 
Randy Schroeder's a decent quarterback. I like his his deep throw, and I think it's really nice. But it's it's like they make a lot of mistakes and there's silly penalties, which I think really does hinder them. Like if you're under the cosh anyway, just try cut those out and try play discipline football, and you stand. And they're they're playing the Raiders next week, and I think that's a game similar to the Panthers that they can win that one. They, yeah, they, for sure they could definitely go and win that one if they play at their best. Then they get the Kings, then they get the Galaxy. So. They're going against the middle tier, tier teams now, yeah. not top tier. This this will be when they show what game exactly game. they're made of. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A few players I want to shout out in this game. Uh, staying on the surge, their linebacker and Bala. I, I noticed him. He's big tackler, big big boy, number forty four. He had eight tackles, a tackle for loss, and an interception. So he had a decent game. Uh, with the Vikings, uh, Florian Vegan, who Ooh. vegan, yes, beast. But there's oh, another God. vegan running back. I don't know if they're brothers or they're related. I'm quite... I haven't actually looked into that. Uh, so I had to work out which one was which. But Florian, number 13, I think he is. He's just... Yeah, he had to have like three players to tackle him on one of his runs. Yeah, he was just a, a bowling ball. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like, he he looks like a decent player. And as you say, the Vikings just look solid. They're, yeah, they're they're good. a nice round team. Yeah, although Erdman, he has been impressive, but few awkward... Yeah, there's sometimes you're like... Ooh. Yeah, it can can just sometimes be a little bit erratic, but you know they'll. He'll, Which qual- every quarterback's had that. Yeah, he'll smooth out those edges as the season goes. I, I, they look. I, obviously, I know they look professional because they had literally ripped off the Vikings, but they are like they're a good looking. They, they look like a professional team. Like they look like they've been on. They've been playing for 20, 20, 30 years, which they have. Yeah, they have exactly. Yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, that's just a game to to really brief over. Um, Panthers Galaxy. Um, we pretty much discussed that mo- as much as we need. But Panthers down Justice Hansen and William Lloyd. They get pretty much pummeled, forty-seven thirteen. But Galaxy had Solomon back, who had a good game. Like he he looked he looked so much better than the first week. Um, it just seemed like all all the star players of the Galaxy were starting to kind of rise to their level of kind of what their talent levels are. Yeah, and it, was, it was it was a pretty class, classic Galaxy performance. Yeah, it was. I noticed that they tried to spread the ball out a bit more. They had nine different receivers, the Galaxy, this game. So they're just spreading it out, making the Panthers think. The Panthers' defence looked poor without William Lloyd. I will admit, we mentioned how big an influence he is there. And I just think the Galaxy just completely had their way with him. Uh, the, the Panthers QB, who stepped in, the, the Polish mate, he, did, he actually did all right. Yeah, I think he was too bad at all. Uh, he's a perfectly decent backup, but I yeah. don't know. Justice Hansen's defense. Yeah, Stanford's wide receiver Stanley, Stanley, brilliant player, so good. He, like, he's he was making the plays like he was just taking a slant and taking it for twenty-five yards each time. Yeah, yeah, he's big yard after catch kind of guy, and he, he is fun to watch. We'll see what happens with with Justice Hansen. I, I haven't heard too much. Uh, yeah, they, much, they, need, they need him back. Yeah. Say, yeah, but, yeah, the two teams like you wouldn't like watching that. You wouldn't have thought the Galaxy were zero two, and the Panthers were two and out. You would have thought it was the other way around. But we'll give the Panthers the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah, the two big players, uh, and the Galaxy had a lot to prove. <laughs> so we'll see what happens to them both next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Istanbul Rams against the Rhine Fire. Uh, Istanbul, I think Istanbul were were they late because they definitely had a late plane. 
uh, we saw on Tyrese's. Yeah, team. late. Yeah, the coach hadn't hadn't come in time. Up or something. Yeah, it was about three hours before kickoff had been picked up. Uh, but I think it was just, you know, the teams can the teams can choose to travel on the day or go before. I know it's difficult. We don't know what funding's like. Yeah, it's going to be a European league. It's going to be something they need to get better at. They can't exactly. It's it's all it's all learning curves. They've you know Istanbul have chosen to play their first. They've had to play their first three games away because their stadium isn't ready yet. Uh, the first home game is next week, I believe. So we'll see what what goes on there. But, but yeah, just... again, similarly to the surge game, the Rams kept it close initially, like they did last week as well. They, they they keep it close for maybe a quarter, quarter and a half. Then right at the end of the second quarter, that's when they start to break. And it's like they just can't keep up. Because the fire, the fire's defense, the fire's offense was struggling against the, the Rams defense initially. They were making good stops against them. But then as as time wore on, the fire just eventually just didn't stop stopped getting stopped and just kept to their own game, just kept getting straight through the Rams. And the Rams' offense did the same thing. It starts out quite strong, like they they, they can make some big plays, mm. but they just by the end of the game they're not making any. The Rams have scored first in every game they've played this season, and yet they just always end up falling apart. It, <clears throat> so it is a tough, you know, it is fairly tough. The the Rams did release a lot of players uh, midweek, including three of the British guys, uh, including Chad Woolrand, which was a bit of a surprise because I thought he'd be one of their one of their better players uh positives kind of away from well, wait almost away from the game is that the the stadium looked great uh FC uh, I think it's Duisburg Stadium which I think if my football knowledge is correct they're like a second tier they kind of like go between the first and second tier of German football so it's a big big old uh big old stadium uh the fire, their their deep ball game. Matt Adam, that's his speciality. Yeah, Robert, it deep. Robert, he's always down there. Robotike, uh, Canuto, they always seem to make these deep straight runs, which is which is nice to see. And Matt Adam throws it very very accurately, which is which is nice. As I say, he's he's surprising a lot of us. We didn't really know what we were going to get with him, but as we saw, he's got the best passer rating so far this season. Yeah, but and, and as he said, most yards per attempt as well. Like t- average, averaging over ten yards an attempt shows you they're just happy to keep lobbing the ball over the top. Yeah, for sure. And as we say, the the fire they're just they're a smart team. They don't make many mistakes, and they keep. That's the thing. Out. Like I think they're a talented team. I think one of the, a, a very similar to the Kings. The big problem for the Rams is their O line is not not staying. They keep like it's not keeping them in the games. And the classic sign of when the O line gets too tired too quick is everything starts falling apart. Yeah, but yeah, the fire are so well coached. Like they just, they're very, they seem very surgically efficient because every other team is not the same level. Whereas yeah. in the NFL, you you just don't see the difference in coaching affect as as many games. Like sometimes you will see Bill Belichick absolutely outclass another team, which is just a thing you can do. We love to see it. Yeah, but across NFL in general, you won't see too many games where there's an obvious difference in coach. It feels like there's there is in this that Tom Sula it, it's just whether it, whether we obviously and his NFL coaching career, there's a lot of ambiguity about that. Just being at that level is bring, bringing you in in the top of the ELF for sure, for sure. And I think another note as well I want to make when it comes to the Rams, 
Jared Stegman, there was a lot of questions around him, but he did have his best game so far for the Rams. I thought he did look a lot more sort of competent and that he shows that he has got uh, some of the talent to be able to compete at this level because I think things were getting really sticky for him and there was a lot of question marks about his future. So good for him that he's had a had a bit of a better game. And I want to shout out uh, the fire uh, kicker, Schumacher, 48-yard field goal. Big one, that. I saw Big that. old kick. That's uh, what we love to see, that quality in the ELF. But yeah, I think everyone had the the fire winning this game. And I think everyone was was proven right. The Rams, I, it's iffy. I don't know. I think they've got some great players. Tyrese showing again that he does have the quality. It's just, yeah. It's, week. Play the Vikings next week. Yeah, the poor Rams. They can't catch a break. And then, they, oh my God, they have the Dragons after that. Yeah. Then they have Hamburg. Yeah. Then they have their bye. <laughs> At least they go. And they've got the Dragons again. Oh, my God. Then they've got Hamburg again. Oh, my God. Then they have the Fire again. <laughs> then they get the Vikings again. Then they well, they've play... got their... So they've got their division games and their three out They play their division games, like, all of them at once, basically. So, so but the three teams that they've got, not from their conference, are the... Uh, the Vikings, Hamburg, and who was the other? The Dragons. No, they're they're in the south, aren't they? I thought they were all these guys were all in the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the Vikings are central, Hamburg are north, and there was one other team you said in there that because you play um, three, you play your three conference teams, and then you play three from outside. The only teams that said there were the Dragons, the Vikings, the Dragons, the Vikings, and the Hamburg Sea Devils. It's only it's only in week twelve that they get sorry week thirteen they get to play the thunder. Well, that'll be it'll be the thunder because they played the thunder. Um, yeah, last time they played the thunder last week. Yeah. That'll be it. The Rams are just in a tough division, man. That is a... yeah, it is a really tough spot for them. But let's just hope they hang in there and and, and you know keep it competitive. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the biggest thing. Like, I, I don't want a team to give up at any point. Like, they no. need to stay competitive because the, the league, whilst it's doing well, it is still new and it needs every team to be putting that effort in. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think any coach is a quitter. I don't think you can no. be in that position. Definitely not. Um, and then finally, a good game. Raiders <laughs> against the Thunder, 28-16. It was close. Raiders took, took the lead a bit better in the end. Sean Shelton looked really good. Um, he actually just, I just looked and he, just re- he replied to our, and I gave him a nice message saying he shouldn't be running at that age. <laughs> um, and it's, he's like, yeah, I, I, sometimes you've just got to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, he, Sean had a great game. I think the, the Raiders are, started maybe a bit lost the footing and now they've kind of got, actually, no, we are a good team because they put together a good performance against the Thunder who, I think uh, have got some stuff there. I agree. Yeah, I think yeah, this game was closer than the twenty eight sixteen says. Uh, I think the Raiders. We are starting to see who what we expected. They're like quite an efficient team on offense, which is good. Sean is yeah, he is brilliant. His arm is is good, but you're right. He's running sometimes. He got clattered on one of those runs, uh, which was which was quite funny to see. Their defense stepped up. Finally, the defense sort yeah. of let them down the first two games, uh, but they were much, much better. Uh, the Thunder, I really like Joe uh, Germanaria, not just because of his first name, but 
he reminds me, he does remind me a lot, kind of like Zach. You know, he's got a big arm. He's happy to run it. He, he's almost like he likes to get hit as well. He's like kind of one of those guys that's just a bit rough. His stat line didn't look great with zero touchdowns and two interceptions, but he's one of those that can extend the play and he's happy to take command and make that run sort of if he sees a little gap. I thought the Thunder defense did really well stopping the Raiders, uh, the Raiders playing how they usually like to. As you mentioned, Sean had to run quite a bit more because those options to pass weren't quite there. So I think the Thunder, the, I think they are, they had a really poor week one against the Sea Devils. But, you know, they got the win last week. They just missed out this week. I still think the Thunder are a decent team. Yeah. Uh, and they can't, they've, they've got the room. Jock Crawford had a, had a decent game. I think he got 80, 90 yards on the ground. So, yeah, I wonder what the, uh, the Thunder off at all. They're, they're still there or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I think this is the first good game the Raiders had where you're like, that's what they they want to be. Yeah, for sure. But let's get into some power rankings. We've done all the games there. Yep. Um, we'll quickly rattle off what we had last week. We'll go from 12th to 1st. We had the Rams, Surge, Thunder, Galaxy, Kings, Raiders, Centurions, Panthers, Fire, Hamburg, Dragons, Vikings. A couple of changes at most levels, but I think yes. I think the bottom stays the same. Yeah, what the bottom two? Yeah, so we've got the Rams at the bottom. Uh, they just need to win a game before they can consider getting out of that. And then yeah. the Surge are better than the Rams, yes. but they're, they're losing games badly in the second half. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I still feel as if the if the Surge were to play the Rams, I would back the Surge. Yeah. Um, this is where it gets tricky because the Thunder could still definitely stay here. Yeah, but the I think the Kings could go for it. I've put the Kings tenth. I think the score. I think being shut out. Yeah, the Thunder haven't been shut out yet. Yeah, I I think being shut they, out is a tough one. Saying that when they played Hamburg, they got blown out, but they still scored. The Kings couldn't score. Yeah, and that and that's that for me. That's it. It's just not being able to score enough okay. points. Oh, we're putting the Kings tenth, right? And then we'll put the Thunder just above them. Yep. Thunder going up a step. Hey oh. Right. So I think the next level has got to be between Galaxy Panthers Raiders. Yes, I've got those three. I see the Panthers. I I still haven't been impressed by them, but they are two and one, and they were missing two of their best players last game. But do we? But for the Galaxy, we said how they'd been injured, and we put them down for that. So I had I had Galaxy eighth, Raiders seventh, Panthers sixth. But I think the Panthers and Raiders could swap. I think if we judge the Galaxy for being injured without Sullivan and put them, what, you put them like ninth last ninth, time. Ninth, yeah. For, for what we know, the Panthers don't have their offensive leader and their defensive leader right now. So if we're putting injuries into place, I'd put them here. If we were putting them with both those guys on the field, I agree, and we'll put them top of these three. Yeah. They yeah. are still two and one. They, st- they have a better record than the other two. I know that hasn't really 
that's not really something that we've lived and died by. See on their injury, we have to judge the Panthers with their injuries. We do. So we'll put Panthers. Well, the Galaxy smashed the Panthers. Well, I think we also have to remember that. We'll put the Panthers with a star because (laughs) it's a disclaimer. And then are we putting the Raiders or the? I put the Raiders over the Galaxy. I agree. Okay. I don't have a winning record of being eighth in the power rankings. But that's how it is because I yeah, think those teams beat them. Injury, yeah. Okay. Top Next. five now. Um, yes. And I think this is either Centurions or Hamburg. I've got Centurions. Honestly, in a game, Centurions, Hamburg. <sighs> Who would win out of those two? Because I feel like the, the, the fun thing about the Centurions is no matter who the other team is, they'll play them close. <laughs> yeah, it will be two or three points either way. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be the that would be with the Rams, or it be it was with the Rams. Yeah, it could be with the Vikings. The Dragons they basically hit all three teams. <laughs> yeah, saying, but they uh, did lose this week, and they would still be going up. In the all. team that is is fighting for place one though. Are they a team that's fighting for number one? The Dragons are. Yes. Yeah, so I'm saying they they only just lost to a team that's going for number one. The thing is, like, if you if you said the Centurions in the top three, I wouldn't be like, that doesn't make sense. But if you put them in fifth, I'd be like, yeah, that also makes sense. Oh, yeah. How do you put the Cologne or Hamburg? Oh. These, this is a really tough one. I... I trust Weinreich to win me a game. I don't trust Cissé to win me a game. But I trust the Hamburg defence to do one. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Hamburg defence could do decent against Cologne. Quentin Pounds, though, man. Oh, shit. I forgot about him. Uh, So, we had Hamburg... This is is the way I'm thinking of it, yeah? We had Hamburg third, and we had Centurion sixth. Yeah, yeah. Hamburg that. have won a game and they're going down one. Yeah, they can't <laughs> do. Yeah, Centurions have lost a game and they're going up one. So yeah. I don't think we can do two. I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah, that that, that makes sense to my eyes. And I think that's why I made that decision because even I wanted Centurions up there. So Centurions fifth, Hamburg fourth, and then it's between the Fire, the Vikings, and the Dragons. How would you? Do, what's your order, first to third? Vikings, Dragons, Fire. I, I, I look. I think the dragons could on their day, but I just think the Vikings are just I so well. Being third is correct. Yes, I agree. But I, I, again, if you put them at the top, I wouldn't be. I'd, I'd argue, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't no. lose respect for you. I think uh, yeah. Dragons all might eat the Vikings. The I think I think if I think the Vikings and the dragons are joint. Yeah, they're so similar. They're they're joint for me, but we have the Vikings. We we had the Vikings first and Dragons second. Like you know, when you're trying to overturn a call, I don't see enough evidence to overturn that call. Ah, oh, shit! Fuck you. <laughs> and that is why that that is the only reason why the Dragons got a really impressive win, but the Vikings did also win by thirty points. And the yeah. Vikings 
are the number Vikings one. Beat, the Vikings beat the Surge in exactly the same way the Dragons did. Who did they play last week again? Who, the Vikings? Vikings played the uh, Galaxy. Galaxy. And they pretty handily, it was like 30-10. Dragons played Hamburg and beat them 24-21. The Vikings uh, are currently the number one seed when it comes to playoffs. Is that just like a score differential or something? Score differential. And, and also, technically, the Dragons are second in their division. The fire atop. <sighs> it's because they play divisional games, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, it is the points differential. Like, the Dragons... You've got to remember, the Dragons have just played Cologne and Hamburg. Who are the Dragons and Vikings play next week? Dragons are up against the fire. It's a massive game. Yeah, and the uh, Vikings only played Rams. God, the Dragons have had a trial by fire and they're doing it. Yeah. Ironically, they are now playing in the fire. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and then they get the Rams next week. So they've got one. This game is going to be huge, man. Sunday. I'm in the house as well. Yes. I'm on holiday and I I might just sit there by the side of the pool. With a black ELF. Oh, <laughs> fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be a belter every game. Uh, yeah, I, I, I stand by your, there's no evidence to overturn. And so. that is, that is the, for me, that is the only, we, we decided last week that we had them and therefore, yeah. They are the, they, those three are the top three. Yeah. I think you can now break them into four tiers, which is pretty much first to third. It, it's kind of first to third. It's first to third, fourth and fifth, yeah, sixth to eighth, and then ninth to twelfth. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I would Not. even, I would even say ninth and tenth, and then eleventh and twelfth. Yeah, maybe. Um, but so here's the rankings: Rams bottom at twelve, Surge at eleven, Kings at tenth, Thunder at ninth. Took a step up. Panthers with injuries. Are 8th, Galaxy are 7th, Raiders are 6th, Centurions are 5th, Hamburg are 4th, The Fire are 3rd, Dragons are 2nd, Vikings are 1st. I like how Vikings, Dragons and Fire are all mythologically connected. And yeah. All... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's the most I've agreed with our list. Yeah, I'm very confident in this list. And so the biggest movers there, um, the Panthers dropped from fifth to ninth. Did they? They were fifth there, and they've gone to 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, sorry. Eight, I was about to say, oh Five, my god. Um, Galaxy took a nice step up, Kings took a step down, Centurions went up one spot. Hamburg, Which is bad for when you lose. Hamburg went down one just because they're not the top three. <laughs> yeah, that is it. I think the team with the with the um, I think the unbeaten three have to be the top three. Yeah, true. Yeah, but let us know. I mean, yeah, they won't. They're one of those will lose next week, which is fun. Um, but let us know what you think about our power rankings. Joe will get them up later on in the week, uh, and we have the arrows up there so you can see it a bit better. But I think that's a good rankings. Yes. Anything else about the ELF before we, we get off, Joe? Uh, don't believe so. It's been a 
been a fun week. Uh, and next the next slate of games isn't going to change that. Look look out for them. We've got Galaxy at Cologne, Hamburg at uh, the Panthers, Kings at Thunder, which is going to be a close game. And then yeah. obviously Dragon's Fire is probably the main event of the weekend. Raiders Surge will be good though. Yeah, they're all they are all brilliant games. I think like, I think the week just gone, there was a few mismatches. Uh if I'm totally honest, apart from Cologne Barcelona, I wasn't too stoked for many of the games. But this week four, yeah, hell of a matchup all around. Well, I enjoy those, even if there's not a matchup that I'm like actively excited about. If I stick it on, I'll still like the game. Exactly that. And that's what's so good about this league. Yeah, and that's just um, I think we've all we've all started looking rooting for certain teams. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, I'm an alt dragons fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's looking like a good couple of games. Um, what was I about to say then? I forgot. It doesn't matter. Um, make sure you're going on first down fantasy football. Uh, more and more people are doing it each week. It is fun. Joe got your eighth place last week, was it? Yeah, eighth place. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. And with those points, I would have won on week one, but also would have seven other people. So it doesn't really mean much, but. Uh, results aren't out yet but I think I think might have done all right Uh, I remember what I was going to say we are getting Shontavious Jones on for an interview in the coming weeks so keep an eye out for that Um, I think we've all been wanting to speak to him so that's really exciting Um, make sure you're following us on our social medias Uh, Craig's getting his internet back soon so uh, he'll be helping us out more on that as well and he'll obviously be coming back on the pod as will Tim when he's back from holiday Joe goes on holiday very shortly uh, tomorrow from recording. When so, in fact, yeah, when this is out, I'll be I'll there. I'm in in Malta, mate. I will do. I will do. Looking forward to the sun. Yeah, the, mate. You're uh, gonna. Am I gonna cook? You're yeah. gonna bake. You're gonna be so hot. I'm gonna be red as anything, but it is what it is. Come back looking like an Arsenal fan. I've got. I'm not. <laughs> Um, but if you're not already following us on YouTube or not watching us on YouTube, we are on there. Obviously, just search That American Football Show. Uh, if you're listening on there, please give us a like and a subscribe. It really helps us out and gets more views for the ELF in general. Uh, and leave comments. Um, every, people are leaving us nice comments, uh, asking us questions. We, we do try and get back to everyone. Um, so if you've got any questions, just let us know. Uh, if you've got any players you want us to interview, let us know. Um, we have our ways of getting in touch with everyone. Um, but yeah, anything else before we get off, Joe? No, except I can see the trash talk between the uh, Sea Devils and the Panthers is already starting. Justin Rogers has shared uh, a mug that says Panthers Tears on it, uh, with the Hamburg Sea Devils logo. So that's interesting because I know those two don't really like each other. Uh, be good fun to watch. Carlos is for the Galaxy, didn't he? I was about to say, yeah. he's an ex Panthers player. Um, but thank you everyone for listening make sure you head over and check out our friends at EP Sports for any of your NFL equipment needs and we will see you next week bye